Boom. Booyah. Oh, wow. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> just Boom shakalaka. <laughs> man, oh, right man. By the go. skin of my nice. teeth on this one. <laughs> but we made it, folks. <laughs> Wait, it's uh, BRB Presents. Man, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy week for us, but we got one heck of a show for you tonight. We got Keith, Master Brews, NFT. We're going we're gonna to go through all the good, the bad, the ugly. No, there's nothing but good with that project. I don't know if you yeah. checked them out, but you have, you're going to you hear have. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. You're a beautiful man. What are you talking about? But uh, we're definitely going to be going through that project as usual. We're going to take a look at the uh, BTC chart, see how that's doing. I don't know. I felt uh, felt a little bit of pain today. My guy, I wasn't sure what it was, and then I looked at the chart, and there it was. Uh, but I guess they all can't yeah. be good days. But uh, how you folks doing, Rico, Broads, Keith? How you guys doing tonight? Doing, doing good. I'm, I'm glad you. Yeah, yeah. You made it, man. That was yeah, like by the hair on your chinny chin chin. That was really yeah. good. That was a nice move. I mean, I didn't expect that. That's awesome. Uh, um, no, doing good. Though. Just uh. Weathering the storm. Yeah, weathering the, yeah. the crypto market and all the news that's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. We're definitely be going into, that, uh, going into that for a moment, for sure. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel, I feel good. I feel energized. I think tonight's the night. We're going to kill it. It's going to be a great show. Bronze, how about you? How are you doing tonight? Feeling good. I mean, you know, of course, it could be a little bit better. But, yeah, you know, always, always trying to stay positive and uh there's always opportunities. Uh, some some people might say "fud," but you know we say we can say "fantastic," oh, and uh, I'm gonna run with that. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. Keith, what about you, brother? How are you doing tonight? Yeah, it's been a long week for many reasons. Not not anything to do with the crash. Um, <laughs> just a long, long long week in general, and. You know, if I slur my words, that's the reason. I can't blame tequila on this one. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So what? Uh, what's your brand then? What's your brand? I have, uh, I got mine. So unfortunately, I live in Quebec, and Quebec tightly controls the import of alcohol that's not made here. Oh. And usually I discover new brands when I travel and then smuggle them back in. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, you you realize you are doxxed. Uh, we're gonna have to keep that on the down low. But uh, and he was just joking, folks. He doesn't do any of that. <laughs> oh, I just uh, make my own moonshine. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> you could do that. Oh no, you can't. Oh well. Can't do that I feel either. like. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Keith, we're de- we're definitely happy to have you on tonight. Uh, you know, I think that uh, we've been taking a look at the project. Project looks amazing, uh, but uh, we're anxious to to have you talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, thanks. You know, pleasure to be here, and uh, hopefully, it'll be the first of many times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and we definitely encourage all of our guests uh, that are coming on. You know, if you have any any updates that are going on in the future, we definitely want to have you guys back talk about it i mean honestly that's what this is all about we want to make sure that the space is is getting out there we keep it positive uh because last year was just ugly and uh, we want to put that behind us and we just want to move forward and that's really what this is about so mm-hmm. all right well uh, let's get into it uh, i'm just pulling up the screen let me know if you guys can see the chart here 
Definitely. Is, is yep. All right. So mm. what we're looking at here is this is the daily charts uh, for BTC. So we currently have it set for day candles. Uh, if we were to go ahead and just get this down to four hour, you'll see what's kind of really been happening over the past, call it week or so. And uh, we've been on a fairly steady downward trend. Um, however, however, if you were to kind of pull this out a bit, uh, you'll hear that there's a lot of folks indicating that we were uh, hitting an apex right about here. And it looks as though we may have broken down. Uh, you know, when we hit that apex, it's one of two things are going to happen. Obviously, it's going to go up, it's going down. It mostly never goes sideways. So looks like we broke down, which is not a good sign. But um, to be fair, uh, we still, if you were to zoom way, way out on this thing, I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty well near bottom. Um, now, another thing to note here, if you take a look, RSI, uh, that's the strength index, is, is hitting pretty low. That's a good sign. Typically, if you take a look historically around these levels, you start to see an uptick. So um, just keep that in mind. Uh, and this is, again, as always, not financial advice, just entertainment purposes. <laughs> Hope you're getting something out of it. But uh, Rico, what say you? What do you think? Are we going to keep on heading lower or are we going to ride this thing out? Well, yeah, I got something for us. I'm, I'm going to share the screen as well. And, um, you know, this is pr pretty interesting. And I also want people to just know exactly where we're at. I've talked about it before, 200 moving average, how important it was. Every time we broke past it, we actually had an uptrend. And we also got to, like, keep in mind that when we broke to the downside of it, we had a downward trend as well. And we could see that for a long time we were in that downward trend spiral. Um, and then, you know, recently when we broke past that 200 moving A, uh, the 200 moving average, you know, things got bullish for a while. Um, and that was after FTX that pushed us down into the zone right here. What I'm telling everybody right now, I just did a live stream just, you know, just talking about Bitcoin and a lot of other things is this price point right here is super crucial. I mean, not only is it a historical area that we was, it was the resistance in the past, the same one in 2017, but it's also riding on the line of that 200 moving average. So, you know, it's pretty crucial for us to respect this because a lot of traders are going to respect this 200 moving average because, well, you know, those self-fulfilled prophecies. And right now we're in that section. We're in that zone that we should be paying attention to. It's right on that 19,000, which was that, basically you can just call it 20, but that 20,000. And this is something that we should keep an eye on if Bitcoin breaks to that breaks underneath that 200 moving average. Um, I know some people are saying 18,000 or whatnot, but not financial advice, but I probably would start DCAing at 12,000. And we don't want to see that, obviously, but I would keep track of Bitcoin holding on to this 200 moving average. And a lot of people are scared because, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously, you know, DOJ is talking about dumping all this crypto into the market and whatnot from Silk Road. So, you know, just stay up, stay informed, um, watch the channels. Make sure you subscribe to the BRB Cash channel. Make sure you subscribe to my channel. Make sure you're following us on all social platforms because, you know, we're bringing a lot of juicy content to everybody and stuff that you guys can use in the future once you guys uh, yeah, get familiar with it. So that's that's what I have right there is respecting that 20,000 is crucial for us. And, you know, if we break to the downside of that, um, historically, anytime we broke past that 200 moving a average to the downside, we had somewhat of a downside. One thing I want to say before I... I uh, passed the mic on to Bronze. Um, 
is that we could have something like this, right? This little picture right here, which would be, oops, not the circle. We want the rectangle, which would be, would, which would be okay, right? This little, this little design right here, this little pattern would be nice because then it would kind of fit into this, this section right here, which obviously we don't want to see 12, but if it did break into the underneath that 200 moving average, it could be a pattern that we see because we obviously do not want to see this pattern right here, just spiraling all the way down. So um, right now we're still within the same trend that we've been talking about podcast after pack, podcast. If we stay within this 20,000 to 25,000, that's all good. Keep an eye on the 200 moving average. That's what I got for everybody. Love it. Bronze, what do you, th yeah. what do you say? What do you think? Um, you know, I'm more of the, like the, the news part, the, the, the charts is your guys's. It just, yeah, I, I don't know how, I, I don't know if there's any proof of them, you, you know, the government selling off their, the, the Silk Road Bitcoins over onto Coinbase. But uh, I mean, yeah, when, when I first heard that this morning, I'm like wondering like, why, why, why are they doing that now? Why are they not hodling? Um, yeah. So the, there's definitely something is, is going on with this, right? So, uh, yeah, this the, the news this week has, has been crazy with, with Gary Gensler. Uh, you, you hear about Gemini trying to – or um, Grayscale kind of like suing back the SEC, you know, not getting that spot ETF uh, Bitcoin. And it's just – you kind of like – you know, I'm not really too much of a conspiracy theorist, but, yeah, you just can't help but, you know, trying to connect the dots, uh, you know, trying to connect – uh, all, all these, uh, you know, news developments. Uh, but overall, yeah, it's on short term wise. Yeah. It looks like it, it, you know, we're, we're going to go down a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be a free fall. I, I don't really see us going down to like 17,000. If it is, yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of scary, but, uh, yeah, at the same time, you know, you, you, you buy on the dip. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how, what happens. I mean, still, still bullish in the long term. Um, yeah, we just got to pay, play, you know, pay close attention. So, yeah, I think uh, Keith, a.k.a. Varys. Yeah. So I um, while I don't do technical analysis, I understand most of it. And I used to trade. Um, I get, you know, I had some major wins and then some major losses very quickly uh, about a year and a half ago. So now I tend to do more things like provide concentrated liquidity and look into other yield plays. Um, but in the short term, I definitely think there's absolutely room to go down. Although I do think this weekend we're going to rebound a bit from today, strictly because these type of overreactions, it's, we've seen them like a hundred times and it's very much priced in. People are expecting already what's coming tomorrow with things like jobs report and whatnot. So I don't think it's anything that's going to crush us right now in the cycle. I think we absolutely have at least another year and a couple months minimum of the bear market so we are going to see 16 grand again for sure. We'll probably see it multiple times. Um, we'll probably see, you know, it go there, go back to 21, 22, go back down again. I don't think we'll ever get below 14 again in the, you know, the rest of this cycle. Um, unless there's some major, major black swan type event, which is always a possibility. But yeah, I think around 14 would be the bottom. Maybe if it, if it goes to 12, I think it'll be scooped up in like 24 hours. Um, so I don't think it'll be a long time at that price. But um, long term, you know, Bitcoin is meant less for traders. You know, traders want more volatility and more for holders in reality. So the people investing in Bitcoin, it's for the next bull cycle. Um, and I can't see anybody not making profit if they buy at this price for, you know, let's say 20, 
late 2024, early 2025. You also have, by then, you have the having coming up, right, the next one, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, frankly, I I agree with you, Keith. I feel like, uh, I feel like, we may see a rebound from here and my biggest thing is always paying attention to RSI and we're hitting, we're hitting a pretty low number. Um, I don't, I feel like you're right. 14 seems low. Like if it does touch it, if it kisses it, it's just for a moment. Um, but again, not financial advice. Take anything that we say here with a grain of salt, always make sure you folks are doing your own research um, you know, that's that's what this is about. We're just here to try to educate, maybe talk about a few things, uh, get you guys in the right direction. Of course, you guys always make your own educated decisions on that. Um, but moving on and bronze, I'm going to actually turn this immediately over to I, uh, I have a article here uh, and let me just pull it up. This uh, this talks about uh, what happens today regarding wow. the uh, New York attorney general. Alleging that Ether is a security, right? And yeah. uh, this also talks about how there is a uh, KuCoin lawsuit in the works that filed suit against them today. Yeah. Now, uh, we did see the downturn. Obviously, this is not good news, but it's, it is only one state. New York is known to be tough on crypto. But uh, what do you say? What do you think? Is this uh, big news? Is this just more of the same in that state? Yeah, it's. It feels like this week. It, it seems like there's like a I don't a coordinated attack and and things like that. Um, yeah, uh, we're we're gonna have to see it in the next you know forty eight hours to see if some of this type of news is is gonna hold up or, you know, if if Ethereum is gonna crash. I I don't I don't think so. I, I mean, to me, Ethereum is is just is just too big. Um, yeah, just just one person. Uh, what, what is uh, what is her name? Um, Leticia Lydia James, you know, trying to you know, trying to set this. Um, what, what do you call it with with this fud? <sighs> to me, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. But I mean, it it could go the other way. It can really go bad. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what 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 the rest of of the states goes. And um, but yeah, to to me, I don't think it's it's. It's just a little bump in the road, and yeah, we're always going to get these. And I said Ethereum is just too is just too big to to lose. Uh, yeah, Rico, what do you think? Oh, Rico, you still a little lose. lag. Yeah. What was that? I didn't, I didn't hear. I didn't hear you. Oh, I'll say, Rico, yeah, what do you think about the the Ethereum? Oh. Um, with this attorney and that didn't come through. Um, yeah, I kind of, I'm, I'm with you, like this whole like coordinated attack stuff. And, you know, unfortunately they're, they're capitalizing on all the things that are going on in the space with, you know, the Luna since the beginning and, you know, with uh, FTX, especially this is, I, I know they see this as their grand opportunity to basically anything that they can do. This is the time to do it because they'll have people kind of in fear, uncertainty and doubt where they can capitalize on, you know, the overall sentiment of what's going on in the market. Um, you know, KuCoin being a pretty big one, that would be a pretty big blow. But I, I also agree with John. Uh, when it comes to New York, they're just really strict on everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Any type of freedom or any type of, you know, anything that you want to do, it's you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay somebody. you got to pay to play when it comes to New York. So um, I guess only time will tell when it comes with that. Um, 
on that part of the ETH and whatnot. And we can see that right there. This is about Luna and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, I, I just think, like you said, the coordinated attack is just uh, they're seeing this as an opportunity. And, and the best thing we can do as, um, you know, investors or crypto enthusiasts is keep building what we want to see in the future and keep helping other projects. Like we got Keith on here tonight. And that's one thing I love about these podcasts. It's not just about BRB. It's about everybody. Um, and we want the whole crypto space to stay alive. And it's going to take each and every individual to do their, you know, their own job and not just within your own token or your own metaverse or your NFT, um, just in the whole crypto space altogether. Yeah. So that's what I have on that for yeah. you guys. You know, I mean, and it's funny because it, when you take a look at this article, I don't know if you folks can see it at home, um, but they, they're arguing that ETH, just like Luna and UST. And what I love about that statement right there is that they are combining they're, they're comparing all three, and they're putting them in the same bucket. And I feel like anyone in this space knows better. And, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Keith, but and I don't know if you know anything about me, but I'm a bit of a ETH purist. And I, I just have I – have, I take offense to the fact that they are comparing Ethereum to Luna or to a stable coin. I, I don't know. What, what do you feel about this? What's your thoughts on this, Keith? So I think this is actually really bullish because to me, all the things going on, when the pace accelerates, history has shown that's because they're getting desperate and they realize they're falling further and further behind the overall picture. They're falling behind the rest of the world. And, you know, no offense to Americans, but as much as America loves to think they're the world police and they can dominate global policy. <laughs> and for me, things like this is one step closer to people finally telling them to get lost with this stuff. I think even this week there was definitely the judge in the Grayscale case kind of slapped them around, right, the SEC. And then I think there was one other story I quickly skimmed across where a judge also came down pretty hard on the SEC representatives. Um, so to me, yeah, to me that's they're going to try to grab, you know, you can look at everything from prohibition to the dawn of the Internet itself where they didn't want it to go public. And they're constantly going to be trying to keep what power they have. And I think they're constantly going to lose. Now, it could still take many, many years. Um, but I do think the rest of the globe is going to put enough pressure on them that, no, eventually they'll have to adopt it. And the second thing is they can't stay in power forever, right? The older generation with an older mindset to have had that comfy position. Um, essentially, new people are rising up who are from a younger generation, who grew up with the Internet, who are into crypto, who are advocates for it. So definitely when I see things like this all happening at once, I kind of think in my head their time, they realize their time is running out. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I agree. I feel like uh, for the most part, you're, you're absolutely right. The, and, and frankly, the whole, yeah, U S uh, trying to kind of police the, the world and whatnot, there is no policing crypto. There's no stopping it. They could try, and I agree. Getting the word out there uh, and trying to kind of kind of slow it down is really just that. It's it's unstoppable. It's a juggernaut. So good luck to any country that tries to get in front of that juggernaut. They're going to get run over. And I hope they have a contingency right. plan. And frankly, I feel like they probably already do. They know it's coming. So. 
Well, good. I think that that was uh, that was great. I feel like that was a good topic for today, especially everything that's been happening in the market. But we definitely want to give Keith his time, his his time to shine here. You I'm, might uh, regret that. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've been taking a look at I've been taking a look at your site, and man, this this site looks awesome. It's uh, it is well oh. put together. But let me let me pull this up here. Um, so, you know, if you guys haven't already checked it out, right before I turn this over to Keith, it is masterbrews.com. Uh, and uh, Keith, tell us what's going on in your project. What's, what do you want to focus in on? What's, what, where have you been? Where are you? And where are you going? Yeah, so the first thing I like to correct people on, and I call it a project sometimes too, but it is a company. We are an actual company. We never started as a project um, for Master Brews. And essentially... At its core, we are a Web3 and you know smart contract development company. That's how we started. We really wanted to build out platform services when we found, specifically, we found the NFT space in early 2021. Um, and then that kind of pivoted once we started looking into it. The first thing we did was say, all the art is kind of the same niche. And we, you know, I've, I've worked with artists in many field, fields around the world for years. And I'm like, I would love to bring and help onboard artists, especially from you know developing nations. There was such an opportunity for them to suddenly make a good income, change their life. Things that, for example, two of our OG Master Brews artists, who I know it's changed their life, they're both from Kenya and Africa. We have an artist from Mongolia. We have artists from South America, Central America, um, a lot of parts of Asia. And it was really cool that we were able to help some of them get into the space. And some of them now are big names, have done you know, big successful projects. Um, one of my friends, Riot Gear, he goes by, he got picked up, he did projects with like Mark Cuban and some other people. And these are guys who, you know, they've told me like, it's amazing, you changed my life. And that makes me feel good. Um, I don't want to take too much credit, but that was our initial, um, I guess, start with Master Brews. And all of that is still around and still on there. Actually, if you click on the artists, um, you'll see some of them, and the site is, I have to admit, the site's a little out of date. In the bear market, we've been busy on a lot of things and doing different client work and such. So we haven't really updated the site in a while. But um, yeah, the initial idea was just us playing with the blockchain, playing with NFTs, helping artists make a little. And then from that, we pivoted to doing client work. And the first project was for a friend of ours, an actual friend we knew for many years. And he was like, these NFTs are kind of boring, not not these ones specifically, just in general. He's like, can people make them like evolve and change? And we were like, mm. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> and so Welps, for those who don't know, actually is credited as the first dynamic NFT. So that was something that our team did. And that gave us a little bit of a claim to fame um, in the bull run of, you know, when NFTs were flying and there was 50 projects a day dropping. So that was kind of what got us on the map. We started getting a lot of client requests. We really tried to be selective, pick people who had an innovative or cool idea, and then see if we could do it. And that had pros and cons. On the pro side, a lot of that gave us so much experience, so much code written. Um, we did things way before other people, like that dividend contract you just saw. You know, That's a whole system that nobody was doing at that time. We did that almost two years ago now. And this was something where the NFTs they held had different um, attributes and different allocations. If they were an artist, if they were 
someone who owns certain um, tiers and rarity and such. And then we were depositing from all our client work 5% of that revenue into the contract and people could come claim it whenever they felt like it. So a little bit of DeFi stuff that's now pretty popular wasn't really being done then, you know, in this manner. Um, so yeah, Wolps was a great success. You know, we, I think we marketed it with like a $2,000 budget and then sold out in a day for over a million. So wow. uh, good, good ROI. <laughs> yeah. And um, we took that money, reinvested in it, reinvested in our company, expanded our company. We started producing a game um, for Welps, which is like Mario Kart meets Spyro, if anyone remembers Spyro from the mm-hmm. PlayStation days. And this was really, again, we saw how the space was for blockchain gaming at that time. And we were like, these are not really games. Most of them are chores. They're, you know, mm-hmm. utility or DeFi wrapped in a skin. Um, for some things, it was great that were actually on-chain games or games where you interacted with a smart contract in a way that made sense. But most of them were like, you know, just farming and, and things like that, where you really had to yeah. grind out and the whole play to earn movement, um, which now is a dirty word, right, on the gaming side. <laughs> it implies games are not fun and you're only playing for that tiny reward. Um, but yeah, the other thing we did in the gaming space, so just to mention whelps, we got up to a playable demo. Um, we, I think that was about seven months worth of work and then the playable demo is out. The market crashed. Our plans to keep self-funding through further NFT expansions was put on hold. We have an entire collection of like dwarves that have a new type of dynamic NFT. No one's done before to our knowledge, which is called synergistic NFTs. And what happens is they transform based on what else is held in your wallet. So, for example, let's say you have a dwarf who happens to be a miner. He's just in a mine working, and he'll earn you the game's token, let's say. Um, If you happen to get a bard who boosts his productivity, while the bard is in your wallet, all your miners get perhaps animated with musical notes, um, Mm. things like this. And if the bard leaves your wallet, they go back to normal. So these are the type of things we like working on, like stuff we notice that people aren't trying or aren't doing. And that's kind of, it's a shame that it's been about six months, the project's on hold. We've looked at VC routes. We've looked at a lot of things. You know, we are talking to many, many different chains and different companies, but nothing has come along that fit our vision for it. Um, There were VC interests, and this is not to trash VCs, but as you can probably expect, the terms were extremely predatory, especially involving tokenomics and what, you know, discount they would get. And we we know how that goes. We know like they're going to dump it the first chance they get, and we've seen the results of many many great games and great teams be ruined by such. So we'd rather just wait, um, keep putting our efforts into you know a variety of paths and a variety of projects and clients, and keep building connections. And we're talking you know slowly but surely we're building up a lot of um, I would say goodwill with communities like guilds and gamer communities and such. So we're pretty happy with. Well, we're not happy it's on pause. We're pretty happy with where it's going to be when the next run comes and we can start getting back to that. Um, I guess our other flagship is really Heroes and Villains. This was something we worked with Mark McKenna, who's a very famous Marvel DC legend. He's um, probably been around about 35 years in the comic industry now. He's done any character you can think of. And we met him because he was a guest artist for Master Brews. He wanted to help artists out um, that we were onboarding. 
And so he was willing to just, you know, super nice guy. He's like, you know what? We were promoting fairness of competition of compensation. So it didn't matter if you were a, an artist in a developing nation with no name, no followers, you got paid the same per piece as a guy who typically, let's say, charges $50,000 a piece. And Mark was one of these guys willing to do it and do it for, you know, I would say uh, 99% cheaper than his normal rate. So we um, we built that relationship with him. We did a whole collection with him and his team, Jay DeFoy, Ross Campbell. These are also guys heavy in the comic industry, animation uh-huh. industries. And what was different there was we took the evolution mechanic that Waltz had, brought it to Solana, added some extra twists and turns. And the same thing, we um, we sold out, unfortunately, Mint Day. We were doing a, a really nice pace our first hour or two. And then Solana crashed for about 12 hours on us. And so much was going on that people just jumped to the next Mint, right? So it was a long process. Mm. Long process. But we eventually cut supply down for that one. We did sell out the rest eventually. We put all that money into building... Um, essentially a web-based and mobile-based strategy RPG. And we didn't get to a playable demo for that one, but we are, you know, six figures in, many months in with another professional video game studio. And it's something, again, where it's in the same situation. We had many plans, many expansions. We have a comic book series for it uh, that was an NFT first and later was going to be a physical um, series so a lot of things are just on hold because of the market, which is a shame. But our community mm. is pretty understanding, and you know, we uh, we can't thank them enough for that. They're extremely patient in a space that is usually not patient at all. <laughs> yeah. So um, so Keith, when you say on hold, like that means like you, you guys are not developing, or you guys are not just out there to connect and try to raise capital. Yeah. No. So we are we're doing all those activities. We're just not actively developing the game. Because we do use professional video game studios. And for example, Welps is a million and a half dollar game, right? For the MVP. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's something where we're about halfway into it, but we don't have the funds to fund like another, let's say $700,000 right now. So it is something where we couldn't support the burn rate and we had to hit pause on that. Our studio partners fully understood. They're used to that type of thing. You know, they have clients who they build, they even spend one or two million building something and then they'll put it on pause for like two years, get funding and then resume it. So for them, it's like business as usual. Crazy. But yeah, for us, it's, it sucks having something that, you know, we've worked really hard on just being on pause because of financial reasons, but that's the reality of it. Nothing we can change. And we are still exploring all avenues to get it moving quicker, but our, I guess you could say our worst case plan is to just be fully prepared for the next bull run and then continue yeah. self-funding the way we did at the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you you, you talk about our cap, you know, trying to get the capital funding and it's been increasingly harder as as the bear market continued into last year, but you you hear this all over the place and you know exactly what's going to happen. You had mentioned it yourself, right? As the, the bear market then starts to alleviate and then we start to go into the next bull, they're going to be throwing money at you um, and they're going to make it rain. And and we've seen this time and time again when we go from bear to bull and bear to bull. Uh, so I think that I think you guys have an awesome project. I mean, take a look at this on the screen here. It's 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 amazing. It's it's horrible to hear though that you guys are just now 
uh, in a kind of holding pattern. But I agree, we we understand it, and and that's kind of the, that's where we are right now. We getting onto a central exchange that helped us, you know, kind of get more brand exposure out there. And you know, from our standpoint now, it's yeah, it's it's working with those uh, capital investment companies and trying to prove our worth. But you guys really have put a lot of energy into this. Yeah. So we're, again, we're super appreciative. Our holders are not complaining. They're never negative. They're always just like, we understand. We're happy. We're here. We're hanging out. You know, it's become a hangout for a lot of people. So yeah, that's, that's about all I can say about, you know, whelps, heroes and villains. We had some other projects. We had one that was a personal favorite of mine because I love mythology. We had a, multiple seasons on-chain battle tournament system that was going to be a private label for people later. And our live proof of concept was our own seasons, starting with Norse mythology. We had a really unique, cool art style. We had prizes. We had all kinds of fun involved. Um, We built it up. It was starting to gain nice momentum. And again, yeah, the market crashed. We saw people weren't minting. We were like, you know what? Let's put it on the shelf. That one, luckily, we never minted. We never got to that stage. Um, but that's something we're going to dust off and revamp maybe a little bit based on how the market and the trends change. But um, yeah, we have, we have so much stuff that's just kind of on the shelves for a rainy day, yeah. you know, in the ice box, as they say. Um, I will just mention one more Master Roost thing we're doing. It's not on the website, but we are right now, uh, I'd say a couple of weeks away from a prototype of a full on-chain Web3 affiliate platform. So we decided in the bear, it might be good, you know, games are awesome and I'm I'm a passionate gamer, but we should also kind of go back to our initial plans of we're technology guys first. Why don't we build something, you know, that others can use technology-wise? And so Block Refer, it's called Block Refer, and that's what it's going to be. It takes all the traditional affiliate software and platform issues, everything from delayed payouts to affiliate fraud and whatnot. And using the blockchain, leveraging it, it solves all of them in a really simple way. And we think this is going to be a big hit. This one is garnering, you know, we've just started showing our pitch deck selectively, but this one is garnering a lot of investor interest. So it's something we think we're going to be able to get our beta clients starting to use it probably within a, a month, month and a half. Oh, interesting. Boom. Drop the mic on that one. I feel like we need to we need to get more information on that. But it sounds yeah. to me like you got more to come, and uh, we when when that time is ready, you got to come back up on here and uh, tell us more about that. So I would love I mean, to. Uh, yeah. uh, amazing stuff, and you know, you know, getting <clears throat> Keith coming out here and uh, getting getting the name out there and getting the branding out there. That's kind of, that's what we're trying to do. Right. I mean, frankly, we're, we are truly stronger together and by kind of bringing everyone together in this bear and let's face it, we're still in the bear. I feel like, yeah, we felt a little bit of a thaw uh, for that uh, spring kind of came. And then I don't know, Today kind of just was got the chills a little bit, but I guess that's this time of year for most of us, at least in the northern hemisphere. But uh, I tell you, I don't know, Keith, man, what else you got to say for what? Any, anything else you want to say about the project? Yeah, I just want to mention a little bit quickly. Um, so I do have a personal project I started during the bear, and that's kind of one of the places I think I ran into bronze, or at least the project that led to it. So that's called Nexus War, and it's 
a little bit of an experiment. It's not a Master Brews um, portfolio kind of project. Much smaller thing, much you know, more personal thing. It's essentially a blend of DeFi, NFT, a little bit of game theory, a little bit of gambling. And it's something I've really been doing and building up. I have an awesome team with me. Um, some of my, you know, some of my team for Master Brews, I tap them and use their skills as needed, which is a great advantage to have too, right? It, I have a, a full professional team who can do any of the A to Z stuff just that I can leverage and use, you know, whenever, whenever it's needed. So that's kind of something cool. And then, yeah, we tried actually to have our sale. I was trying to do something a little different and really, really build it organically with a very tight curated group of investors. Um, so I wanted to see if that would work out. So we only had 140 people who were allowed to purchase in our token launch and about 20% of them did, but a lot of people were being, you know, they were hitting rugs, they were tapped out, they wished they had the money or they had the money and then, you know, in the month while I built it up and launched, they lost the money. <laughs> so it's something where we, we refunded everyone, we have an open refund policy and now we've revamped it, we've streamlined it, we took all the feedback we're going to start marketing it next week, actually build it up. Um, we just kicked off the Twitter just to launch the account, but you'll see there's like, I don't know, 16 followers. Like we didn't actually start building anything yet on the socials, um, but it's pretty good with Discord of like 300 for it. And people are really appreciative of the refund aspect, the openness, the transparency. A lot of people have been liking to have us on and, you know, whether they were... Um, cutting us, I would say, discounts because they thought it was something different and it wasn't your usual 5% a day, you know, gone in 24 hours type deal. So, yeah, we shall see if version 2 does better than version 1. But now I'm taking a slower approach with a more wider, you know, it will be a public straight sale. There's no more custom token. <clears throat> it's purely going to have the NFT vehicle to do two things, play the game and or invest in our passive income system which is heavily focused on concentrated liquidity providing. But there's a couple other things we're tying in. And, you know, we have some really cool ideas as far as having a different type of game funding launchpad where there's no tokens involved, there's no staking involved. It's really going to be about fractional rev share and the NFT is a vehicle for that. So this is kind of the way we're going with this. And I hope it works out, but we will see. You know, we're still against a pretty bad market overall. But there's no rush on that. It is something I'm taking my time with. And, you know, the feedback has been great so far from the community. So what's the gameplay like? So using the term game is extremely, it's being used very loosely. <laughs> um, it's not nothing like Whelps or our Heroes and Villains game or any of that stuff. It's really something that doesn't take time. It is a lot closer to gambling. Um, the game theory is really about your budget allocation, and you do have a few decisions you can make. Everything is pretty much optional, but the gist of it is there are five planets that have you know different prizes on them, but the main prize is called a Nexus Sphere. You have a ship. You can equip your ship with gear. There are loot boxes. Um, there's gear for exploring, and then there's weaponry for the attack phase. The game is in two phases, and really, the Explorer is just about preparation, and then it's all RNG. We're using Chainlink VRF, so everything is provably fair on chain. Um, if you find something, if you find an Exosphere, 
you're public enemy number one. The whole season is essentially people trying to steal it from you. And we wanted to keep it very simple because we were targeting the DeFi crowd and in the investor crowd, not the gamer crowds, at least at this stage. So it's it's a little bit different, but we felt it was really important to keep it where someone could literally click two, three things a day if they wanted to. They didn't even have to do that much. Um, maybe they got lucky right away when they explored with one or two clicks and found either USDC or they found the Nexus Sphere. You can rent NFTs for income. You can essentially flip them if the demand will be there. You know, let's say we sell out. So it's really something where we'd love to expand it to more of a game in the future, and there will be multiple seasons. But this one's going to be very adaptive to what the community and the audience actually like. Um, it could very well be that no one likes this type of game, and then either we develop it into a full-scale game if the passive income is working well and we're raising funds, or it could just be we turn it into the you know passive income part and the fractional game fi and a couple of different things. So it's um it's pretty it's pretty much an ecosystem, and I will treat this like a company that we have a lot of plans for the future, but we're going to take it really slow. We don't want to waste time or people's time or money doing anything that there's no demand for. Oh, okay. So, okay. Like, uh, take us through, like, say if I buy a jump ship. Yeah. It's 250. I just hold it. And, um, I'm going to be earning, uh, some passive income off of that by holding it. So we changed it. Originally, there was a communal fund for the investments, and then Jumpship holders would get a part of that. Um, people didn't seem to like that too much. They preferred to do individual investments. So the Jumpship now, it has two purposes. The first purpose for the investments, each Jumpship lets you invest up to 2500 USDC into our passive income system. And then the Jumpship, if you choose to play the game, you do get five free explorations, so you don't have to spend additional money at all there. But if you want to buy loot boxes, try to beef up your ship, boost your odds of finding things, boost your odds of attacking. Um, if you go a little bit down under revenue opportunities, I think below it, or below NFTs, actually. So if you keep going down, yeah. So here's the gameplay, and you can see the actions. Um, they'll show the cost, the chances and odds, things like that. But when you want to explore, so you do get five free, one per planet. That comes with your jump ship. But if you want to do it, you know, get some extra darts for that dartboard, it's 10 USDC each extra exploration attempt. And then in warfare, attacking someone is 10 USDC. But you can see the person getting attacked gets 75% of that. Um, the treasury gets 25%. And then if you're holding a sphere, you can attempt stealth, which is pure RNG. It's just you have a small chance to hide for a day and nobody can attack you for that day. So that's the three kind of actions. And, you know, like I said, we're keeping it very simple. Um, all Everything is going to use Chainlink. Everything is transparent here, well-defined. You know, nobody – because a lot of people on our team want to play as well. And usually – that's something you have to be wary of as a project founder. Like, I want to play, but what happens if I win? Um, we definitely <laughs> fund it, you know, and a lot of negativity around that. But using something like Chainlink, we can be, hey, everything is here. It's provably, you know, random. 
And, you know, I, I think if I win, I'll probably give it back to the community somehow. But if my team wins, they're extremely welcome to keep it because they're spending their money like anyone else would. Man, yeah. I want to. When are we able to see like the art and the, the demo? So if you go in the NFT section, you'll see a lot of the art just for the NFTs. Um, yeah. So if you go, so one thing to mention is all the art was AI generated. Um, I'm not an artist by any means, and while I have access to a network of artists, I thought it would be fun just to match the futuristic and dystopian future sci-fi theme to really just generate them all by AI myself. Nice. So these are what I came up with um, for every single piece of art that's that's involved in it. Now, once cool. we have the actual UI, we're not going to make it too in-depth, but I think we will try to have some little animations for things like when you attack and when you explore. Like the basic actions, we'll try to give it a little life, even though it is a click-a-button type thing. There's no skill mm -hmm. involved. You're not playing a real game. There's no reason we still yeah. can't make it, you know, more fun and more engaging for people. And especially if people ever do videos and things on it, it's a lot more fun when it's lively, right? Versus static. So, right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, it looks amazing. And in fact, I feel like, uh, you know, so we've been, we've been having a lot of NFT artists uh, get on with us and uh, I've been communicating with a lot as well. Uh, out of curiosity, what uh, what engine did you use to create your art? Was it so Dolly? these ones were done in Dream by Wombo? I think it's Wombo, mm, okay. and essentially that was before I discovered Playground AI. And I do like Playground AI better, but I really do like these ones, so I had no reason to change them and upgrade them. But a lot of the stuff we drop in our Nexus Ward Discord, um, like you know, if I drop a good morning image, that's like a space cantina with a bar staff, all that stuff is from Playground AI. So that's the one I'm using now. I've tested probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 of them, um, a lot of the popular ones and then some obscure ones. And this is the one I'm currently liking best. I'm sure within a month that might, you know, change and there'll be something even better. But for now, I'm, I'm very happy with how it's coming out. Yeah. No, I mean, looks gorgeous. I mean, the 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 AI, especially these days, it, it seems like man, it's it's doing next level stuff, and not obviously just in the the art space, but in so many other different areas. But for for what I'm seeing here, it, it suits it perfectly. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, I I fully agree. One thing I haven't played with yet, but I just yeah, found out about recently is that there are a couple of different AI sites that let you upload audio samples. And then you can type with text and it will, you know, you could take, for example, a celebrity's voice um, and have it spit out something that definitely would fool the majority of people. Um, so that's both dangerous and very cool yeah. on the tech side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, there's no doubt about it. In fact, uh, so uh, as, a, as my day job, um, in part, uh, security is part of that information security and this is, is something that we, we warn folks about, right? AI is getting so amazing. And it's it can be used for good and, of course, just the opposite. So, you know, uh, it's uh, but for, for what its purpose here, it really does look like you got it well together. It's definitely a well together uh, next step, nexus war 
Nexus War. What was that website again? It was nexuswar.io. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then our our Discord's the main spot to hang out with us, talk to us, find out what's going on. We um, right now, you know, we are revamping it. We're building the marketing plan to initiate. We're doing some different things, but we're very communicative in there. And even if I'm not around, my team is, and my team is awesome. And for a while, we were doing all the transmissions purely in theme, um, and they were being generated by AI with you know with whatever my idea I wanted to say that day was. And it's really cool. Like you can do some awesome things with cryptographic type puzzles and riddles and you can build out storylines and lore, right, that encompass long time periods. And there's so much stuff that you can do for community engagement that the AI simplifies and saves you tons and tons of hours on. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Let me ask you, the uh, so Keith, uh, with that all said then, um, you know, what, uh, what's the Discord? What, where, where can folks find you? Where can they come and chat and... You guys have a TG? Is it primarily Discord? I know TG is important to the crypto community, but <laughs> I personally cannot stand it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, yes. So, yes, oh, I will God. always use it for business reasons. There are many people I talk to who only use TG and nothing else. So I'm on there, but I much prefer Discord. And if you want a quicker answer, yeah, anywhere in Discord is great. You can pop into Master Brews. You can pop into Nexus War. You can find me probably in many, many of the, you know, NFT gaming and now some of the DeFi related communities. So I'm uh, I'm never too far away. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, honestly, Keith, I agree. I feel like when you take a look at Discord, you take a look at TG. TG is, is a bit of a mess, um, but it's very popular. Um, and there's a lot of folks that use it. So there is its purpose. Discord is definitely a lot more organized. Um, you have you have ways to create your sections. There's a lot more control, and uh, so I agree with you for sure, 100. percent A lot more utility in Discord than anything TG currently has to offer. But uh, got folks, got to check it out. Join Keith over there. Um, you know the project looks amazing, Keith. We're definitely uh, you know excited to see what you guys have to offer moving forward. Uh, Keith, thank you for joining us tonight, man. That was awesome. Yeah, Epic. no, thank, thank yeah. you guys yeah. for listening to my ramblings. The ramblings uh, of a man. No. <laughs> no, I mean, well, the tequila helped a little bit, but uh, you know, I feel like uh, yeah, that's true. No, we're just kidding. He just drinks Coca Cola, but uh, you know, the <laughs> we uh, folks, uh, we do want to uh, we do want to wrap it up, but we don't want to forget about the giveaway. We did have the uh, one million dollar. That's right. Did I say dollar? Heck, no. Man, I don't have a million bucks. Wish I did. Uh, One million BRB cash token giveaway. We want to. We do. We did actually pull this uh, this gentleman out from uh, from all the comments. Uh, This is his name is Joshua. Joshua, if you're out there, uh, his at handle is at Anthony seven zero zero two zero four one seven. That's it. That's it. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but Joshua, take a look for a DM from us. You're the uh, winner tonight for the uh, 1 million BRB seed tokens. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely connect with you offline regarding that. Uh, but uh, what are we pulling up here? Oh, that's right. We went on Hop It. 
Who just pulled that up and then pulled it out? That was a rug. Yeah. That's, that's Rico. Yeah. Uh, you can put it back. Rico, oh, man, I, I, I pulled it up, but I didn't expect it again. Just, just a second. Just a second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's right. how I was going to exit. It's like, a, this was a lot of work that we did. Yeah. It was a lot of work that we did. Uh, I got the link inside the chat. You guys can check it out. This was pretty epic. Uh, like I've been saying in some of the videos, I know it seems like we're only on on Thursday nights, but I got to defend Crypto Bronze and Texan Whale. There's a lot of work that goes on throughout the week, um, meetings that we have with each other. And, and even I'm a little bit exhausted this last week because we were dealing with people from a different country and having to deal with UTC times and, and everything that was going on. But this is a, a, a great opportunity for those who are acting with PRB Cash. And if you're not, definitely tap in with us because we just got listed on Hobbit. And, you know, now that the markets are down, this is probably where you want to get in. Right? Not financial advice, but we're at the bottom of the barrel right now. So we only got the upside potential. And we can see that we're putting in the hard work behind the scenes to make these things come to fruition. So I'm just really excited about this. And, yeah, we're going to keep doing this. What do you guys yeah, got to sure. say before we get out of here with this hot bit list? Because it's pretty epic. It's epic, and you're right. Rico, thank you for that. We did. We put a lot of effort into it, a lot of effort. And I'm sure Keith can understand that as well. You know, trying to deal with multiple different regions. I feel like I haven't slept in, I don't know, months has it been a year? <laughs> I, I don't even remember, but I, I just, you're, it's like. You're AI, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't tell anyone, but uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, so, you know, big, uh, big shout out to Keith. Big, Rico, thank you. Big shout out to you because, uh, you know, we do want to make sure that um, we want to have our guests really be the spotlight of this. This is really what it's about. Uh, we do have our chance with our AMAs. We will have a new one coming up, uh, hopefully within the next uh, week or two. We do have uh, some news coming up regarding CoinGecko and uh, CoinMarketCap. So more to come on that, folks. But Keith, right. thank you so much for joining us tonight. Rico, bronze, man, yeah. awesome as always. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Now I have more work thanks to you guys. I got to go check out what BRB Cash is and does. <laughs> so Boom. there it is. So and when you guys are ready to get well. this video out, Keith, uh, like I do with all the guests on the show, uh, I offer my channel up. And if you guys need some exposure or a video to be dropped in any way that I can help being a YouTuber, um, I could definitely help out with that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Appreciate that. And I always like to say, um, appreciate everyone who showed up to listen, to watch me, whether they just wanted to win. That's okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Honestly, whatever it takes. And, you know, I, it's, it's all about getting some eyeballs on the projects, right? At the end of the day, we're stronger together. So... Everyone, thank you for joining us tonight. Everyone on the panel with us tonight, thank you. Guys, have a great night. Peace. Yeah.